1: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: After another empty-handed Saturday on the road, comments like this from Nigel Clough are starting to annoy me.
1: Poor results, certainly. Uh, performance for a certain amount of the game was, it was OK. I thought we were going to get in at half-time, nil-nil. thought we had a done of that and we, we may have well got a result out of the game. Uh, but it's been our Achilles heel in the first three away games, conceding poor goals at poor times. And certainly two minutes before half-time, straight down the middle of the pitch again. He's right up there. And today for periods, very even game. And we haven't done enough, I don't think, in both penalty areas. Certainly in our penalty area to keep a clean sheet today.
3: All right, I've gone in early with the rant, but as the Stags lose again at Sutton, I'm left questioning why on earth Nigel Clough thought that it was a balanced game and that the performance was actually all right. We weren't good enough, the shape wasn't strong enough, and yet again, Mansfield Town lets the travelling fans down. (sighs) I do feel a rant coming on. I'll put that to the side for a second though as we continue with the intro. Come and have your say on your team as the Stags lose again at Sutton United and just can't seem to get going on the road. Why is it that we seem to have this travel sickness. Is it the system? Is it the weather? Is it a lack of creativity? Where and when will we find the answers? If you think you know or you want to share your opinions, questions and comments, as always, get involved in the live feed and have your say on your team. And of course, let us know your thoughts ahead of Tuesday night as well, where there could well be another rant from me as we kick off. Our campaign in the Popper John's Trophy. I've got a feeling that we should rename this the Mansfield Matters Rantcast rather than the Mansfield Matters Podcast. Are you sitting comfortably? Let's begin. Yes, I hope you are sitting comfortably because I've got a funny feeling the next hour could well be a full blown rant. As always, come and have your say on your team. Good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. Coming watched just over 24 hours after Mansfield Town yet again fail to win on the road. What exactly is going wrong? Can the Stags sort things out? And do they need a dose of home comforts in the Pizza Trophy on Tuesday? to kick them off. All of that to talk about tonight and much, much more in between. As ever, we want you guys to get involved and have your say on your team in the comments and uh, fire up the debate as uh, another panel of Mansfield Town fanatics join me to discuss all things uh, Mansfield Town related. Let's find out who's joining me on the journey tonight. Let's cross over to Sutton Ashfield and say good evening and hello to Mr Alan Wilson, aka the voice of the Stags. Evening. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. Let's cross over to Edwin Stowin here from uh, Mr. Clive Parking. Good evening. Hello, everybody. Uh, I would cross over to Cam Felton and and uh, say hello to him in Sonny Rotherham, but it's on one out of ten, so I'll ring him in a minute. Good job there. We've, a, we've drafted in, back by popular demand, the man who's got more shirts than uh, the kit man. It's Nick from Mansfield Town Shirts. How are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Good to see you again. Thanks so much uh, for, for coming on and joining us once again. Um, I think we all need a little bit of uh, lightness in our lives before we delve into the horror show, which was yesterday. Looks like you've changed your shirt collection from the last time you were on as well, Nick. So uh, what have you got for us? It feels a little bit like throwing over to Dictionary Corner in
4: Countdown this bit, but we'll go with it. I think I've been called worse. Um, I, I, I don't know if do you want me to go into any detail or just, flick random, just have a quick flick through. I'm happy to go a quick... Get pick
3: flick. three, pick three, yeah, quick flick, three, oh, three. You've three. got me now.
4: Um, there you go. I, I, I like that one. You've got to go with that one. That's got to be a pretty... I can't even get, get it on the camera. Um I've got the, uh, the 86, 87 Evanson's Ford shirt made slightly famous by the Freight Rover win, obviously. So, I thought I'd have to go with that. It's only a replica, though. I'm chasing a match once. If anybody's got one, let me know. I think they'll be quite uh, quite um, popular, those ones, though. Um We were talking last time about random players. So, I've gone for Godfrey Poku. Last what time we guy. talked about random um, players who haven't played that much for the Stag. So I went for Godfrey Poker the, uh, the year that we got promoted back to the Football League. Um, I've got his shirt. Um, and then the other one, I've got the one that everyone seems to be clamouring for at the minute. I've got the goalkeeper shirt. Uh, this one, obviously not worn. It was issued to uh, to Mr. Steck himself. Um, so I've got a few of his. But but that one's the, uh, the shirt that's just gone on sale. Um, this one's absolutely massive. But yeah, <laughs> quite like that one.
3: Yes, it's a very nice shirt indeed. And of course, since you were on last time, you're getting a little bit of the fame coasters going. I don't know whether to take a percentage as your agent because you've been on, uh, you know, BBC Radio, Not Craig and uh, Lee Wilson commentary income uh, on the uh, the excellent in the game programme. Um, and you was uh, on with another shirt fanatic, wasn't it? It was an excellent listen.
4: I th- yeah, I don't know if I could mention the name on here. So I don't know if you censored it. Um, but <laughs> yes, um, no, no, it was good. I really enjoyed it, actually. It was... Uh... I just like talking about football shirts and Mansfield and stuff. And then when uh, when um, he got in contact with Jake Garner, got in contact, said, would you go on? I was, yeah, loved it. Really did. And you said there that you were looking for uh, random players, players that have played a
3: handful of games, might be able to put you in contact with someone that's got a, a match-worn shirt from Paul Black.
4: Wow. That's, um... yeah. Was he a left-back?
3: Have I got in my Next. head? Or was I was I completely wrong." It was, Yeah. Yeah. And I seem to believe I think it might have been the season after the Pokey one. I think probably Paul Cox
4: slash Adam Murray, yeah. the sort
3: of the transition season.
4: Yeah, I, I still think the the, the one that, the the one with the least appearances is Michael Kane That people still don't remember, even when I mentioned it last time, there'll be people who go, "Who's Michael Kane?
0: I've I got his Paul shirt Brock from when he played there. twice.
4: He played twice, yeah. and I've got his shirt from when he was he came um, he was on the sub bench and never came on. That was it.
3: I've got a funny feeling that Paul Black may, may be up there. It, we'll have to delve into the stats mm, and see, but yeah.
4: I'll,
3: I'll certainly put you in touch and uh, see what we can get. Right, let's see if uh, Cam's fixed his hamster wheel uh, and, and cross over to to Rotherham and say, hello, Mr. Felton, art thou there? Hello? I don't know. Oh.
1: Can, you, can you hear me? Yeah.
3: You, yes, we can hear you. You're very delayed. You can't obviously hear us. So... Uh, I'm gonna do that.
1: You can hear
3: me. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I'm gonna say you can't hear me. But you're very. <sighs> you're very delayed. I'm gonna <laughs> ring you. I'm gonna ring you. Him off. Terrible. <laughs> right. Let's get rid of him. All right. We're, with... podcast there, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. Um, talking of things which were terrible, Clive, yesterday between 3pm and 5pm, Mansfield Town's performance, not quite sure how Nigel Clough can dress it up as uh, we played well. We played well for about 10 minutes, if
2: we're being completely honest. Yeah, that about sums it up. I don't think people like you and I who see plenty of away games, we never ever felt like we were going to win that one. The, uh, the team was just not playing well. I mean, they had that five minutes flurry around the goal. Um, but at any point, we looked like we were going to ship a goal, and we, we did ship two very simplistic goals. Um, and I, I'd take task with Clough on two grounds. One, I think he's he's been disingenuous with his appraisal, and secondly, yet again, he's decided to leap onto one player, and he mentioned him twice in his in his post match, and that's uh, Hewitt. I don't know what he's got against the lad. I really don't. He made a mistake. Of course he did. But, Cracky, there were half a dozen players in the side that made whopping mistakes yesterday. It's not fair to single out Hewitt.
3: It's certainly not. Well, uh, we also say it's not fair to single out Cam, but I'm going to do it. Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> Is he taking the mic?
2: <laughs> Does he
3: exist? I actually don't think he can, to be honest we've lost him he's not bad. right we're ignoring Cam tonight there you go we'll put the phone down in Alan are you there yes I'm here get in (laughs) right Uh, what did you make of yesterday
1: well when I saw the team Craig obviously I didn't get to the match uh, I saw the team and I met my heart sank when I saw Marius and Clark went in the starting 11. I didn't know Marius had got a knock now whether that's true or not I'm not sure I wasn't upset about Hawkins being up front so I think that's where he belongs but by the sound of it you know listening to the match it was just uh, just one of those games where they didn't get going
3: yeah, they didn't seem to get going yesterday. It was a it was a difficult one to sort of uh, comprehend. Nick, I know you were, weren't there yesterday uh, either, but looking at the result and sort of looking from people's social media comments, what's your take on the whole away situation because we were sort of having the conversation on the bus on the way back. It feels like there's two different Mansfield Town sides. You've got one in one box at home which is fantastic, brilliant, all singing or dancing. All fire, and then you've got the absolute opposite like the last box on the shelf falling to pieces, not looking good. A little bit of mold growing on it, it's not attractive at the moment. Away from
4: home, no, I've I watched the highlights and I've seen a few, a few bit of extended bits and watched the uh, listen to the interviews and stuff. It, I think the away form does creep in at the start of home games. You look at how we started some of the home games, we started quite poorly, and then it, it almost clicks that we're actually at field mill, so they start playing well again. Um, I, I'm unsure, really. I, I don't see the. The team selection, I, I, I completely agree with what's been said before, especially Alan with the likes of Clark and, and how well he's played the last couple of games. I'm very surprised that he didn't start um, because, you know, it's, it's all about form at this level. If you're playing well, you should be in the team. Um, so I thought he should have played. Um, but the, the formation should really be suited to playing away from home. You, look, you know, the five at the back, the big big lad up front with the pacey forward, That it should really work. Um, but it seems to somehow work better at home. I haven't quite comprehended why that is yet, but I, I don't get when Clough says that it, you know, it's a it's a confidence thing because the off the the home results the guys should really be bouncing how they've played, um, and then they like you say they turn up and it's as if they're a different team. Um, but yeah, there seems to be too many players just playing because of who they are rather than well whether they're in form or not. Maybe that doesn't help. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a conundrum. I'm not quite sure how he he mentioned about maybe changing formation um, or style of football. I don't think we've got a style away at the minute. But if he changes formation, I I don't know. I don't know what he would change to because that's that formation you would have thought would would work away from home, but just doesn't at the minute.
3: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right with that uh, comment about not having a style away from home. It just sort of looks a little bit uh, all over the place. Let's delve in some of your comments tonight. As always, uh, get involved in the uh, the chat and have your say on your team. Uh, Roger says, "Still 40 to go. Don't panic. Nigel Clough will solve it." Uh, Do they play the same team? Uh, away as they do at home barring injuries Uh, there shouldn't be any differences in theory and i think that's what's bewildering the most yesterday isn't it clive the fact that you know ollie clark had such a great game arguably probably one of his best in a mansfield township gets dropped george Maris also gets dropped he changes pretty much the entirety of the midfield and it just seemed to be to be missing
2: yeah I mean I have to say that uh, I if I was picking the team one of the first names every week on the on the list if it was fit would be Maris I think he brings a, a degree of stability and intelligence to the midfield and uh and lapsley benefits when he's there um and I I really don't understand his um withdrawal except I learned later that he'd had a knock of, of some description It was fit enough to come on later but um and the thing about clark the rumor has it that he's going to be leaving in a swap deal um with uh, another club to give us a striker whether that's true or not remains to be seen and so if he's if he's about to be part of a transaction maybe he didn't want to play him in case he got injured i don't know um but i have to say that uh, on paper nick's point is valuable valid it, it, it is it should look like it the way to approach the game The reality, though, is Sutton beat us twice last year in exactly the same way as they did yesterday. They're big and they're brutal. And you've got to be big and brutal back. We needed two banks of four at the back yesterday. And and I know everybody's clamouring for uh, Ollie to be the striker who was recruited to be. But yesterday, he would have been better in the middle of the back, in my opinion, Um, because we needed height. We needed somebody who could um, be reliable to to deal with a ball coming at him. And he can do that very well Um, and let the others worry about the lads going down the sides. But to be honest, they won because they were a better team on the day. I don't think they're a better squad than us. I don't think there are many teams in the the league that are a better squad than us. So you've then got to bring it back to the the manager, his selection and the tacticians. Uh, And I think they approached the game wrong yesterday. And as it happens, I mean, as it always happens when when he comes on, uh, our our, uh, much maligned... uh, uh, player player who, uh, whose the surname is Aikens has been getting a lot of bad press again uh, since the match. He didn't have a great game, but I'll tell you what, there were three or four players had worse games than he did and they don't get taken to task in the same way that he does. I feel really sorry for the lad.
3: Yeah, we'll have another Aikens debate uh, later on. I want to stick with the Ollie Clark comment for a second because, Alan, as soon as you sort of uh, heard that, you did sort yeah. of an audible... Oh, and I yeah. think therein lies a little bit of the problem, you know, whenever there is talk of a player going out, Ollie Clark's name is always the first at the, at the, the, the top of the list. And that if there is any truth in, in the rumour, it will absolutely baffle me to know that the person that you're shipping out to get somebody in who's only really going to, you know, compete for a place and to add numbers to the squad is your club captain. Is yeah, there that... a problem in that
1: in itself? I'm just amazed. I didn't know I hadn't heard anything about that rumor you know thank you very much for that Clive but whether it's true you know how much truth is in it uh, I'm not sure but you know he's one I definitely wouldn't get rid of I just can't see why he changed unless you know their injuries fair comment but I can't see why he changed the winning team because they played so well you know the the uh, match before. Did Sw- what did Swan do, and what were the back three like? You know, did they have a good game? It, it sounded as though they didn't.
3: No, I don't think anyone particularly covered themselves in much glory. Um, staying on the Ollie Clark thing for a, for a second, Nick, talking uh, about that, we can confirm that Nigel Clough did say that there is a potential swap deer for one of the players going out, but he didn't oh. mention uh, a name. But Ollie Clark's name banded here, there, and everywhere, and. It's a tough one because we've got so many good quality midfielders. But I think that when Oli Clark's been given the opportunity so far this season, he's actually stepped up to the
4: plate. I think he's played a lot better. Um, I think he's he's playing like he's got something to prove and maybe that's why. Um, I I thought the Hartigan signing was a strange one because I didn't think when we signed him at the time that we, that was an area we needed to strengthen. I think we were clamouring for some sort of cover at left back for McLaughlin. You've got centre back, we had centre forward. I, I just think it was... The fact that he signed another centre mid when we had the likes of Clark sat on the bench made me think: Does he actually rate Clark? But then he played him in what was, you know, a big game last Saturday. He spoke about how big the win was last week, and he started him. So, kind of as if Clough doesn't know whether he does or he doesn't seem to rate him or not. But he's playing like he's got a point to prove, and I think when he he's one of those who plays with his heart on his sleeve and he and he gives it all. And he he gets stuck in. I think sometimes we miss that in the midfield a little bit.
3: I just wonder, Clive, what that will do to the dressing room if you know that rumor does come to fruition. When you know you've seen your captain, your club captain, shipped out. All right, you know there's the old footballing adage that you should have eleven captains on the pitch. Everybody should be a leader. It's a box ticking exercise wearing an armband, but it means something.
2: I don't think it means as much as you'd like to think it does. I mean, I don't think he's particularly a good captain, if I'm being honest. I don't think he's vocal enough and. Um, i don't think he bangs bangs his fist around enough you know a good captain is always in your face if you're not having a good game and he tends to disappear a little bit into himself but having said that in the last couple of games he's played well and uh, you, i don't believe that a manager unless his injuries should ever change a winning side and i think to have two different approaches one for home and one for away is dangerous so but i would add clark playing yesterday because he, he it he, he earned the right in my opinion a cracking game the previous match and scored a goal which was you know uh unlikely when it, when it was forming i think we looked like that it, it had overrun and he managed to put it away from a, a ridiculous angle um but he, he put his heart and soul into the game and that's all you can expect of a player now whether it is as nick said he's trying to prove a point i don't know i guess every player should be wanted to do that i'm not sure they did yesterday many of them wanted to prove a point maybe it was too hot for him i don't know
3: it was very hot and uh yeah, the Sutton's away end, which is brand new yet falling to pieces because there were bolts everywhere, weren't
2: they, Clive? It was like it was like being in a bake for, you know, like those takeaway cartons you get from the Chinese and Indian restaurants. It was like in one of those and, and it, was, it was like a, a, a heat uh, sump. The sun was directly facing the stand. There was none of the steps in shadow by the time the game kicked off and we're all frazzling in there. And in fact, there was an entrepreneurial ice cream van came in <laughs> he did a roaring trade yeah. I, I think it would genuinely be that I've never seen
3: fans As soon as they figured out there was ice cream Flock to the ice cream van As, as quick as they did And the only disappointment I have is You didn't bring me one back at half time
2: Well, I did ask Did you? Yeah, you were too busy flirting with folk Anyway, we uh, we, we digress <laughs>
3: <sighs> Yes, we shall move on very, very quickly We'll have words, um, Nick. If you were, you know, at a football game, and you saw an ice cream van, would you be running straight for the ice cream van? And what ice cream would you be ordering? And this is important information.
4: Always check the price with ice cream because the price of those ninety-nine flakes has gone through the roof. Three pounds
3: fifty Almost... for a single there. Um, oh, you,
4: there you see one? that's that's turning around territory. That is, Clyde
3: didn't, it it didn't even have a flake. Or have a half, short, no, had it had half, like, a
2: half a flake. Oh,
4: that's no, that's you... no good. Nah. Three... It's got to be a sausage roll, hasn't it, a football game? You can't have none of this ice cream malarkey. It's got to be a sausage roll.
3: I've never known people have ice creams on terraces, but there you go. Uh, Alan, what would you be ordering? Screwball? <laughs> no, I wouldn't bet. Uh, if, if, if there was uh, anything going, I would have the feast
1: from many moons ago. Uh, you know, like uh, a sucker with the uh, chocolate round it and the nut bits on. Feast, they were they were the thing for me.
3: Well, there you go. Let's jump back in some more comments. Let us know your favourite ice cream. God, if only I was doing commentary and interviews I'm this gonna, season. I feel what like a on. What a... Mate, you know what you've got to do? You've got half an hour, so crack on. Get your notebook out and crack on some. Uh, Richard says, Hi, guys. Played three away from home and only scored one goal. Didn't feel Nigel needed to drop Marison Clark, who along with Lapsley had been so creative in the last few home games. Maris may have been carrying a knock, but both him and Clark always seem first to make way. Hewitt should have played at right wing back instead of Akins, who doesn't create enough in that position. Um, what else have we got coming in? Trying to avoid ones that we've already talked about. Uh, Roger says, uh, yes, Sutton, a, a, a team who get in your face and play to their strength. There won't be many teams who will be successful Um at Sutton and uh, get points. Uh, Richard says, totally agree with Alan. Why change a winning team? Paul says, the thing with Clough, uh, he has his favourites, aka Akins Quinn, that's never going to change. He needs to take his sunglasses off and see see what's there, uh, see what we see. Lots of ice cream chat coming in as well. Um, Roy says, interesting one. Uh, Let's put this to you, Nick. Uh, seeing as you know, you're an advocate of collecting all goalkeeper shirts. Um, Pim doesn't make me feel confident uh, at all. like to see Flinders get a chance. And Wallace, why is he even uh, in the bench? We'll come to Wallace later on. Let's talk about um, Pim. Flinders will get a game on Tuesday night. We'll come to that later. What's your general thoughts on Christy Pim? Nick, I'll start with you.
4: I was quite. I was a big fan after that first few. I think it's difficult because Clough, Clough mentioned that he's barely had any action, didn't he, in his, in his interview? I think the one thing I've noticed is he has faced a lot of shots and a lot of them have tended to go in. I think somebody said he had the second worst shot saving percentage. I, I haven't seen that myself, but um yeah, it's um it's a difficult one but I think it's difficult to judge this early on with a goalkeeper, isn't it? I, I don't feel any more or less confident than I did with Bishop, to be honest. I, I think his distribution pim is better. I think at home we've seen the, the benefit of that. He's a lot quicker to get the ball out. So it's probably too early to judge to to judge Pim, I think. I I've not not got a bad feel about it. It'd be interesting to see Flinders um, on Tuesday night. But, yeah, I've not got any bad feelings about Pim, to be honest. I think he's probably the least of our problems at the at the minute.
3: I think therein lies the problem, uh, Alan. You know, when you concede goals away from home or you concede any form of goal, um, it, uh, it always plays on your mind a little bit. People get on the goalkeeper's back and uh, they're, they're the four guys in some respects. The, uh,
1: the commentators were talking like knife through butter for their first goal, apparently just sailed through. You know, beating either three or four men and slotting it past Pim. I mean, if it can get past the first four men or theoretically three in the defence,
2: you know, what can Pim do? The thing about that, Alan, is it, it, the last point of defence was O'Toole and he was off having an ice cream. <laughs> And I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this for free, he didn't play
3: £3.50, the ice cream man went, that'll be £3.50, sir, he went, <laughs> <laughs> and, he and that was it. Uh, Cam, are you there? We can see you on screen now, are you there? If he, if he doesn't respond this time, I'm going to punch him in the face tomorrow when I see him and not let him back in. Are you there? Is he speaking Rotherham? think he is he's he's got serious issues that lad i know what his issue is he's wearing
0: uh...
2: it's not working is it
0: yeah (laughs) goodbye cam (laughs) (laughs) i'll see you tomorrow
3: (laughs) poor lad see this is why nick you know when you come on you know you've you've done your research about this show you know stable internet internet connection you know that you're going to be invited back. Stable internet connection, do a decent job, and you know you're going to replace Cam long term.
4: Change the background every so often. <laughs> yeah. Sit by the router, or in Clive's case, plug yourself in, and we're we're all good to go.
3: Absolutely. There you go. Uh, right, let's uh, talk about. Let's go back to talking about all things uh, football and on the pitch away from home. Um, here's an interesting one for you, Alan. Obviously, we had the um, the little thing last year you know with the poor away format at times and then it clicked doncaster away when the when there was a big crowd thank goodness we've got doncaster coming up
1: yeah and they're playing rather well aren't they apparently they're the third in the table so it should be interesting i'm actually obviously as you know I'm going Saturday with yourself and uh, Clive so I'm looking forward to Saturday but uh, there just, it's something not clicking. And I'll go back to my, I don't like three at the back, Craig. Get, like Clive said yesterday, two banks of four, Maris and Clark in there. And I think they'd have done a better job. But obviously, I wasn't there. I didn't see the game. But something's not quite right. It's putting Aikens right back. It doesn't belong there.
3: Was Jordan Barry injured, by the way, or was sick? It's an interesting one with Barry because he posted a picture from it. I think what looked like a hotel room of him watching the game, and I think it was a very last minute thing. So, but, right. it, but even so, you know, Aikens hasn't played
0: you
3: know, no. many many minutes. You've got Kellen Gordon itching for a game down that right hand side. So Elliot we as well. Yeah,
1: you know, it's just it, it baffles mm. you sometimes. I mean, I trust Nigel. I I, I wouldn't speak it ill of Nigel, but. You know, it just baffles you sometimes. Like I said, when I saw that there were no Clark and Maris, my heart sank. And it just
3: gives you that feeling where they're not going to win. You know, and it's a shame. And I think it's even more frustrating, Nick, because we are crying out for someone who is a striker and someone who can create. And I actually think when Akin's plays up top, I think he's got the ability to actually prove a lot of people wrong in terms of getting the ball to feet, creating chances, taking defenders away from uh, from from their positions creating space for the likes of Will Swan uh and Rhys when he's fit to run into and yet he pings
4: him in at right wing back and he, he just doesn't seem to to suit him at all no i think uh, the thing with akins i think a lot of strikers would like to play with him up front because he just he just causes problems i think sometimes i'm not sure he knows what he's going to do with it and i think he's a bit in the cj hamilton mould when he used to play defenders had no idea whether he was going to run forwards backwards left or right and akins is very much like that he gets the ball and he's you know and he's off and he's just and I think he does draw defenders because he's very you know he's very gangly and the ball does tend to bounce off him a little bit but that makes him quite difficult to mark if you don't know where the ball's going to end up it's you know you don't want to stand off him or or get tight or um you know and, and I think he does help I, I think he's better the further up the pitch the better um I agree with Alan what you said about Hawkins maybe Saturday but I do think long term Hawkins needs to be that end of the pitch and uh, the striking end um I, yeah, I don't understand the fact that you've got Gordon and Hewitt there. I could understand if we didn't have those two. I could, you know, Aikens can play anywhere, but when you've got Gordon, it, Gordon must sit on the bench, especially when Hewitt might come on before him as well, or vice versa. And they think, well, I'm, you know, I'm a third choice right wing back here, when actually, technically, Gordon is the only right wing back we have, and he's and, third choice. So I, yeah, I'm not. I don't understand that.
3: I don't even think he's third choice. I think he's probably fourth. Probably fourth behind yeah, yeah. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I forgot about Barry. <laughs> And you know the, the the amount of talent he's he's got, and in, in that position, I think it's a real, real shame for him. He'll get a game on Tuesday, as we'll talk about later on. And again, let's hope he can shine in that one. But I know, Clive, you are a, a fan of Lucas Akins, and I think more more so. I think it, I think it's more about defending the criticism that he gets on, on social media. But um, yeah, uh, I'm not so much can't... a fan.
2: I'm not so much a fan as someone who believes in fairness. Yeah, um, I don't think he's had a particularly good time with us, um, but uh, I, I see things in him that I think other people can't see or do choose not to see. I think Nick's hit on the point. He does make himself a mischief, and if he was up the front, he would take at least two defenders with him wherever he went, giving space for his partner. Um, he, you can fire ridiculously awful passes at him, and he's a really good chance of taking the ball. Whereas you know, um, unless they're perfect for Hawkins, that he, he doesn't receive them. He doesn't take them. In fact apart from his goal Hawkins had a poor game yesterday I thought. He made very little contribution to to the game yesterday.
3: I, um, I feel sorry for the lad for on two accounts yesterday. Number one is about 10 foot taller than everyone else so he's much close to the sun and number two he <laughs> it was he's been put at the upper other end of the pitch where he's used to. He's got you he got all confused every time he went up Fred, as he thought he was heading him away and sort of
2: we're playing in yellow it confused the lad.
3: <laughs> is it Excuse well, me. I mean, most
2: of the time he was getting balls to him. He has got his back to their goal as well, which is not his game, is it? You know, he really is designed to finish crosses. And we've, as a club this year, we've not been providing too many really good crosses. As it happened, the one that he scored today was from across. Uh, yes, it was from across. I just think that uh, as t- at times like this, I'd have as sooner as seen uh, a bit of a gamble and put Aikens up front and drop Ollie back into the centre of the defence for the type of team that we know Sutton United to be. Um, But that's, you know, we we can all say these things before, during and after the event. Clough's the only one that has to make these decisions. The big
3: question, Alan, is obviously, you know, Doncaster away next Saturday. We've obviously got the Man City game in between that on uh, Tuesday night, which is a different kettle of fish itself. So we'll come on to that in the next five minutes or so. But let's focus firstly on Doncaster and uh, the league. Nigel Clough did hint in his comments post-match that he would look to change it. He possibly hinted about going back and doing what we did at Northampton, the second leg, which was just being ugly, defensive and and trying to nick it. And I'm for anything which will work, but I actually think that for Doncaster away in particular, we perhaps need to just give it one more go in the 3-5-2 uh, because I think having the big crowd there in terms of travelling support is the thing which has been lacking. I think that might just ignite us. I just think one last roll of the dice, and it might come up. It'll either come up double sixes or snake eyes. <laughs> I think it'll be a double one.
1: No, I don't want three at the back. You know my feelings on that. But as regards the team, Craig, it all depends. You know who's fit at the time. Because, like I've said, well, quite a few of us have said before on Mansell Matters, we don't. We don't think Clough knows his first best eleven. If everybody was fit, I don't think he knows, you know, his his best 11. I really (laughs) don't. And as as of that, you know, from waiting for Doncaster, obviously Tuesday night there's going to be other players playing, you know, such as your Gordons and your Flinders and, you know, other people that haven't got to get out of the game. So if they have a really good game, it will be really interesting Saturday to see who he decides to put in, you know, and in what positions and in what formation.
3: Well, what he'll do is he'll look at Lucas Aiken's name and go, right, he's on the team sheet. I've not decided where I put him yet. And I'll build, what I'll do is I'll slot him in last after everyone else.
1: Well, put him up front like Nick and Clive and everybody else says, because he does make a nuisance of himself, but he's not a right back. Nick, I'm going
3: to put the point to you. Um, Would you gamble one one last throw of the dice or would you look to go back to basics and and sort of hit the reset button at, uh, at Doncaster on Saturday?
4: It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you, when we change formation previously, it never tends to work, does it? I, I'd like, I would like to see the way we played last season. I thought the four at the back, we we managed to get to the playoffs final from nowhere. I, you know, we won what we won fourteen out of fifteen games at home towards the end of the season. I, I, that formation to me never screamed like it didn't work. I don't know whether he was put off by Wembley um, or not. I don't know whether that whether he thought there was there was an issue there, but. I suppose he, I, I think he will stick with the formation. I'd I would like to see four. I think we've got enough I think the point about not enough crosses is, is legitimate. I don't think we have any width because I don't think McLaughlin and Aikens know how to play in their respective positions, left wing back and right wing back. So they end up in the middle somewhere. So we end up with a big man up front and no one's crossed the ball. I I'd like to see us play with, with you know four and then maybe a couple of wingers, just someone just to get balls in the box to some to some strikers. But I, I think he will go with, with the same formation. And I think, unfortunately, I don't think it matters who plays well on Tuesday night. Like you say, I think the favourites are pretty well set for Saturday, whether they play well or not. I don't think it seems to matter. Clive,
3: what about you? What would you be doing uh, at Doncaster?
2: Pretty much the same as Nick's just said. I think um, trust what's worked well. That's that's one of life's great adages, isn't it? And I think um, we... But I also think... It was right to say that Clough doesn't seem to know what his best team is, and I don't think any of the fans do either. Um, everybody has preferences, and um, clearly Clough has his preferences, and a lot of them are not, you know, uh, not what the fans would want. In fact, somebody on social media, some wag on social media, said if we're looking for another striker, he it says it's asking an awful lot to go to Burton Albion and find a thirty-five-year-old striker with an injury problem, because that's who we would sign up. So I think we've got, to, we've got to recognise that we have a side which is as talented. It's, it's got good individual players in it. It ought to play well. It hasn't played well away from home this season. It's not particularly played well at home. I think we've got the results. Um, but we have some players who have not returned to form. I don't think before he got injured, our striker, um, Oakes, was in the form he once was um and hopefully when he comes back from this rather nasty injury he'll be the player he was before um lapsy's taken an awful long time to get back into the shape he once was but he is now and he shouldn't be dropped under any circumstances unless he's injured um and we've got old players you know we've got Quinn and we've got uh, um Perch you know you can't demand as much of them as you would expect of the, of the squad players throughout the season, so we don't—we're never going to have a fixed side while ever that's happening. And of course, Quinn's going to get himself dragged off regularly when he's accumulating cards. So I think we um, we we can all sympathise with Clough's predicament, but I don't think he's he's the tactician we, we would like to think he is at times.
3: Uh, let's uh, go to some more comments. Um, Phil asks, do we need DJ back? One word answer, two letters, no. Uh, Callum <laughs> says, uh, Doncaster's going to be a big test, a team doing very, very well. We seem to play better in front of big crowds and a good atmosphere, which will be our main advantage. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but you don't change what's not broken. Clark Maris need to be playing. Uh, and Oates, uh, Richard says, Oates has not played well since Feb. Now, we're going to turn our attention to... Uh, the Pizza Cup. Now Clive, you told me a uh, very interesting fact about the Pizza Cup, didn't you? I was very very, uh, my eyes
2: lit up when you told me this, this fact Yeah, I read somewhere on social media that uh, there's a tie-up with the EFL and Papa John's are giving anybody with a match ticket or a season ticket um, for the clubs involved uh, a big discount off any food they buy now, well, you need to, you need to I can't someone... qualify that anymore because uh, I'm not Papa John's customer
3: well, you a you need to be, and uh, b you need to turn yourself into DCI parking and find out the full information for us, because they're chicken shall... poppers. Uh, just
2: <laughs> I shall make a point. The Papa John's in Mansfield is it? Is it on Stockwell Gate? Yeah, uh, behind yeah. the yeah. bowling yeah. alley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, perhaps as a as a Mansfield Matters team, we should do a um, a group research there one day. Is it yeah. just a takeaway, or can you eat in
3: there? No, you can't eat in there. It's a, oh, yeah. that's no good. No, to me. I need no. to sit down when I'm eating. Yeah, we'll go Nando's. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, Nick. If you appear on three shows, you get invited. So you know you want you. you that's it's the equivalent of the hat trick ball an invitation. To Nando. Hang on, Nick.
4: Let I've me just got a link now, so I'm just going to turn up anyway. I'll just click on the stream next week. <laughs>
2: Nick, can I just say when you when you've had your third one, you have to pay for Nando's. All right for
3: everybody. All uh,
4: right, we'll leave it there then. <laughs>
3: Clive's rules, not mine Uh, Right, let's turn our attentions to the old uh, The the PJT, the group stage Um, Mr Wilson, I'm very much looking forward To watching it at a different vantage point But are you ready for 90 minutes Or at least 45 minutes When um, certain things in games Start to happen And me just going in the background Exchanged (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely But I would like to see I
1: don't know whether it'll happen But I would like to see Hewitt at right bank and
3: Gordon in front of him. Well, That would be interesting. It's a very leading point, that Mr Wilson, because Nigel Clough did say uh, in his uh, post-match comments, he was asked uh, who would play on uh, Tuesday, and he basically said all of the subs will start, including Flinders. So, what I've done is I've written down the seven subs. Um, I think we'll probably stick with playing uh, a back three. Um, It will try and fit into that position, because... Nigel Clough has got a bit of a stubbornness about him. He, he doesn't like, it doesn't tend to try and change it. So he will try and fit players uh, into that. And I'm trying to figure out who else will play. So we've got Flinders in goal. Um, naturally then, if you're going with three at the back, you've got Gordon at wing back. Hewitt as one of the, uh, the three centre-halves. A midfield already made up of Wallace, Maris and, and Boateng with James Gale up front. So the big question is now to pick other players to, to suit that. So you need two uh, two other centre-halves, Mr Wilson, uh, and a striker. And then I'm going to put the, the same question to Nick, then to Clive, then I'll give my thing as well. And then we'll see who's whether we all pick the same team, who's picked the strongest team, and so on and so on. So to clarify, Flinders in goal, Gordon right back, Hewitt right side centre-half. The two other centre-half spots are vacant. Left wing-back is vacant unless you want to switch Wallace to there. Um, or Hewitt, I'm open to your ideas, and then you've got one striker uh, as well. So, Mister Wilson, the floor is yours. Well, I'd put Harbottle in
1: because he came off, didn't he? He came yep. off after you know whatever minutes it was. I'd put him back. I'd put Barry up front, and I wouldn't have a problem seeing uh, Wallace at left back. Okay, Just to so, time out so because he put- is mainly, he is predominantly left-footed, isn't he?
2: Hmm.
3: So you've still got to pick uh, one. You've got still got to pick one oh, centre half and one centimeter if you're moving Wallace to left wing back. Ah, oh,
1: one mid Well, oh, you've you've already got Marys in, haven't you? Yeah. So I'd put uh, the new chap from Wimbledon back in.
2: Yeah. To get him so that, up
1: to match fitness.
3: Yeah. So that leaves you with one central defender to put in. I'd put. Uh, I'd give Hawkins a bash. So you're gonna move Hawkins. You're gonna move yeah. Hawkins back there. Okay.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, right. Just for Tuesday night. So, Alan, your team is as follows: three, five, two. Flinders in goal. Gordon right wing back. Uh, well, let, let me go again. Flinders in goal. Back sent the three centre halves of Hewitt, Hawkins, and Harbottle. Gordon right wing back. Wallace left wing back. Midfield of Hartigan, Maris, uh, and Boateng with Gale and Bowery up front because Nigel Clough has said all the subs will start. James Gale was uh, one.
1: Can I just say that I haven't heard the interview for Nigel, so I'm a bit behind schedule. You know, with everybody else knowing that what I don't, we'll see.
3: we'll you know, we'll let you off, and I think you've been given the information that you need, Nick. I'm going to come to uh, to you next. Same rules apply. So your starters already set in stone: Flinders, Gordon, Hewitt, Wallace, Maris, Botang, and Gale. So you've got to pick um, the the other positions mainly. I know you've been sort of scribbling it down and trying to figure it out as well. So uh, yeah, so
4: I've, bit, I've I've gone a bit rogue with Bowery because. I've stuck him left wing back and I, I like him up front but I think he has played well whenever he's played at fullback and I like him on the left-hand side so I've gone a little bit rogue hoping that because we're playing the under-23s and hopefully they're not necessarily um, used to the trials and tribulations of League 2 football um, that he can sort of, you know, try and bully some of the younger guys a bit down that left-hand side. I've got Hawkins and Harbottle. I think Hawkins, I don't really like him at centre-back but I don't think we've really got any other options because I don't think Purchase fit and Harbottle, I think he needs to play as many games as he can at his age. I would play him in every game possible. Then up front, I was a bit torn between Akins or Swan. Um, I would potentially go Akins, but I, I don't know whether Swan needs the match fitness because he's played quite a lot, hasn't he? But again, he's a young lad and he needs to play games um, and, and goal scorers need confidence and goals, don't they? So I might go Swan. So Barry Excellent. left wing, back Hawkins, Harbottle and then Swan.
3: Excellent. So your team is Flinders in goal, back three of uh, Hewitt, Hawkins, Harbottle uh, Gordon right wing back Bowery left wing back midfield of uh, oh if I missed you mid- uh, of Wallace yeah sorry Wallace because Wallace is in there uh, Wallace Maris-Botang Gale with Swan up top Clive it's
2: over to you I'd want to get Clark in the midfield if he's not been churned out to another club I'd run, and he's, he's fit enough he should be playing I mean okay. in fact he was on the bench and what did Clough say he's going to play all the, all the subs so I'd want him was in there the be-
3: was he on the bench was he on the bench? I don't know. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. Or, or was he? Was he on the bench? And was Gale not on the bench? Have I got that wrong, I'm not sure. Now you've you've made me think.
2: But either way, I'd want him. I'd want him in this team. And I think I'd have Gale up front. To be honest, instead of um, the suggestion of uh, of Lucas Aikins,
3: I'm going to have to check because. Otherwise, I've just wasted five minutes on a segment, which isn't accurate, so I'm going to have to... Uh, <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time, would it? No, it wouldn't. You're right. Clark absolutely. was on the bench. Yeah, Clark yeah, was not, on the bench. So it was, it was Clark, Clark not Hewitt, Gail.
4: Clark, Maris, Flinders, Wallace and Boateng, so no Gale.
3: Right, there you go. So, uh, I'll put... Where do I put Wallace now? We're overloaded in midfield here. Yeah?
1: So, Gale
4: will the problem. be anyway, Clive. No. You know, uh, well, that's yeah. fair
2: enough There.
3: You just need somebody with him.
2: Yeah. If you have to take somebody out of midfield, I don't think Boateng played well yesterday, but...
3: But Boateng didn't. Boteng didn't start. Therefore, he'll start on Tuesday. Yeah, at the point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think that probably seals Wallace's place either within the back three because that's where he came on and played, or at uh, left wing back. But uh, I, don't, I don't think Bowery will play at all. By the way,
4: no, not if he's been ill potentially.
3: No. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting... team, I mean,
2: he, he didn't look. He didn't look up for it in the game against the win against Stockport, did he, uh, Bowery? Looked a little bit lackluster.
0: Yeah, so maybe he uh, was uh, sort of,
2: and if he's got some lingering illness and, and it's come to a head, well, you know, maybe that's it. But I wouldn't play him on the basis that I think uh, we've a better player that we can put in there at the moment.
3: Well, on the basis that I completely fucked that feature up, I'll tell you my eleven because I left <laughs> myself to to the end, um, or somewhat purposely, but somewhat by accident. Akin um... in
2: goal. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. So in, uh, obviously, Flinders in goal. Uh, personally, my back three will be would be on the basis that Wallace has got to play and you've got to fit Clark in as well because he was on the bench. Uh, Hewitt, Wallace and uh, I'm probably going to put Hawkins in there. Hawkins in the middle, Wallace on the left side. Um, obviously, Kel Gordon at right wing back. Left wing back, I'm going to agree with Nick. I think if he's feeling better and well enough, I think Barry will play there because it's sort of a natural place. If it's not him, it'll be Akin. so I'm putting Bowery slash Aikens. Uh, then you've got Clark, Maris, Boateng in midfield. Gale will definitely start anyway. Um, I think that's even a given, even though he wasn't on the bench on, uh, on Saturday. Um, and then uh, you, I think he might throw an academy lad in there. Personally, I'd like to see um, if Bowery starts at left wing back and putting Aikens up top with Gale. If Aikens starts at left wing back and Bowery doesn't play, I'm going um, with Swan to try and get him a goal and to try and get his confidence up. Can
1: so Catch-22. Catch Go on, Alan. Can I just ask, you know, with Cooper going to Kettering, could he play? No, I think it rules him
3: out now, doesn't no. it? No, I'm going to say, because I'd definitely slot him in because I like Cooper. Mm, I think most of the younger sort of first-year pros, I think they're pretty much all out of the door now on loan, other no. than uh, James Again, Gale. Gale. Yeah, for obvious reasons, we're sort of keeping around, aren't we, at the minute? Yeah. So, uh, an interesting one. Competition on the whole. Um, long-term viewers of Mansfield Matters will always know that I launch into a rant about this. We should be winning it. We it's the the type of competition where we should, with the squad we've got. You know, looking at that the squads which all you know all five of us have just chosen there. That's a strong enough eleven, even with a, a couple of changes, to go out and to to win games of football. And you look at. The competition last season. Rotherham obviously went on to win it. They obviously got promoted last season as well and had a, a really good campaign. But the other semi-finalists, the other finalists, Sutton United. Yeah, There's no reason why a team like Mansfield Town can't do well in this competition. I, Nigel Clough bangs on all the time about, doesn't matter what competition it is, he wants to win games. Well, it's time to go out and prove it. And I think it's a big opportunity for players to step up earn the place in the team for for the league matches but also to try and progress the club because financially you know it's actually not a bad competition in terms of the prize money for winning your group games so even if you get through your group and get knocked out in the first of the the knockout stages if you've won your group by winning all three games you've netted a decent amount of money which can be proved vital in the January transfer window so for me it's a competition we need to take a little bit more seriously than what we usually do. Nick, you're the newbie on the panel tonight. So uh, I'm going to get your take on it. You've obviously got the shirt in the background there from, <coughs> um, you know, many, many moons ago when we won at Wembley, which of course is the same competition, albeit in a different format and a different name.
4: Yeah, I'd, I'd go for it. I think it's a. It's one of those competitions where you you kind of it, a few teams are ruled out because you've got the under-23s and they tend to get to a sort of a lot of them don't make it out of the group stage, a lot of them get to the next round and then sort of die away. So you've got an even better chance if you start coming up against some of those teams. Um because the, the later on the season goes, it's um they, they start to sort of weaken these under-23 teams because most of the players have got first team duties. So I'd like to see us go for it. I'd be happy to play a first team and win the game because I think you want to win as many games as you can, losing in between two league games is never a a good place to be, especially when you're at home and we're lucky to be at home a couple of games. Yeah, I'd I'd be going for it, I think. I I certainly wouldn't be sending out a team that would lose.
3: Yeah, I think he he was guilty of that a little bit last season when we sort of went to to Harrogate on deadline day. He put a couple of the younger ones in. And yes, people argue that this is the competition to to try and blood some of your younger players. But when you've got a squad with the depth of hours, Alan, you have to give it a serious go. I mean, you know, we were trying to pick a team there and obviously other than my error, you know, you look at the the midfield three, which will start because of what Nigel Clough said, which is Clark, Maris, Boateng. If that midfield three is not going to dominate you a game on your home term against a a team of, you know, albeit Manchester City under 21s, there's something wrong. We've got to be having a go and and playing for a little bit of personal pride. I'd agree. And, you, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg. I don't know whether you know the answer to
1: this or whether any of the other panel know the answer. Haven't you got to play so many players that actually played the week
3: before? You have to involve X amount of players. I, I thought it, it either was five. It used to be five. Then I think it went to seven. But it's either yeah. seven or it's a percentage. So right. theoretically, you can start all seven that were on the bench because they were yeah. involved in your last matchday squad. And then yeah. the other places you can make up from elsewhere, which Nigel has done before, yeah. Yeah, well, it should be, you know, whichever way you look at it, it should be a really good
1: team, shouldn't it? It really should. So let's go, let's go out far on all
3: cylinders and give us all some confidence, you know, to go into next Saturday against Donny. Clive, what about you? Is it a competition that uh, we should be at least giving it a go at or is it just uh, almost uh, three friendlies? Well, they're
2: not—they're not going to be friendless because there's a risk of injury, and therefore, you know, you've got to—you've got to play proper football. I think um, I'm not as big a fan of it as you are. I understand your logic, but I think at this moment in time, we don't need it. But the—the uh, the thing is, we are going to—he'll put a team out to win, and, so, and I'm guessing Manchester City will as well. Albeit they'll be younger players and perhaps don't have the robustness of a League Two team. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. But uh, it won't be a big crowd. Um, it'd be a different uh, atmosphere to what we're used to for home games. I understand there's only the lower tier of the Ian Greaves in use, and only part of that. So we're talking, in probably you know, maybe a thousand or so, which is probably what we did last year when we played against. Remind me who we played? Which which? Newcastle. Academy t- Newcastle. Yeah, we had about a thousand for that one. So I think it's uh, it, it's going to be a game to find out things that you didn't already know. Um, uh, and we'll see. And it doesn't really matter to me whether we win, lose, or draw, as long as we prove something. The one thing I've been proved so far, by the way, just leaping around the subject matter, is I, these pale blue shirts are not very lucky for us. <laughs> I, I really, I mean, we had no choice yesterday because they play in, in a similar strip to ours. Um, but we should never, ever play in that pale blue kit unless we have to, uh, because we don't win with it. Um, and I don't particularly like it either. But there you go. Rant over. Uh, one,
3: I suppose, slight positive from this fixture, Nick, is the fact that we're up against the under twenty-one side first. We're looking for a young, hungry striker. This is almost a free scouting mission for Nigel Clough and his team. Hope oh, we've lost him. We've lost his voice. Oh, I'm muted myself. Oh, oh, there um, you go.
4: The um, yeah, it's all. I will know our luck, they'll play strikerless like them at the first Man City team did last season. So they'll turn up with loads of wingers and midfielders, loads of central midfielders, and no, uh, no strikers. But yeah, are they allowed some overage
2: players? By the way,
4: I think they're allowed. To, yeah, they're allowed yeah. a certain a certain amount. So, yeah. yeah.
2: So you think Haaland might play?
4: Mm, I've got a feeling <laughs> yeah. he might not. Yeah. Imagine that. Reckon, yeah. By By the way,
2: Tuesday
3: night you're in Mansfield. Yeah. Do
4: you reckon he'd come on loan? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling we play him right back. We play him right wing back. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, put goals. Uh, oh. But yeah, it should be good. It should be interesting. I mean, I, I'm always interested in seeing the sort of under twenty three teams that come of you know how how good they are compared to sort of football league players. But um, hopefully the experience will tell. But you just never know. Yeah. And the
1: lad that got from uh, Manchester City last time, that Dilap, is it Rory Dilap's lad? Yeah. Two weeks later, he was on the bench for
3: the first team, and now he's on uh, loan at Stoke, isn't he?
2: Yeah. Mm. He's, he's done really
1: familiar. well for
3: himself, he has. Also, those, you know, advocates of uh, the computerised game football manager will know Liam Delap very, very well indeed, and he scored me a hatful of goals for oh, a good. number of seasons on loan at Mansfield Town when I've been vying for championship <laughs> promotion. So the only
4: the interesting one is that Julian Alvarez that they signed from River Plate, who's um I don't know if he's represented the Argentinian team yet, but I don't think he's far off. They signed him for a good wad of money, and he's nowhere near the first team at the minute might be on the bench, but it'd be interesting whether somebody like him would play. I would certainly doubt it, but you just uh. never know. Be interesting to see the squad numbers because I think the the the, the oh. rule is that they have
3: to give them they have to have registered squad numbers. So the under 21s yeah. are all like 58 and yeah. 72 and that'd be interesting for you interesting Alan. Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, right that brings us nicely on to uh, podcast predictions. Now I did promise and I'm sticking good on my promise that at the end of the month I would reveal um, all of the uh, the current league table. Now, I could, technically, we have got one game left this month, so I could leave it to later on in the week, but don't know if we're going to be able to squeeze a podcast in between the Man City under twenty one slash 23s, because nobody actually fucking knows who it is, um, game and the Doncaster game. So I'm going to reveal the table now. Hey. And unfortunately, Nathan's not with us, which is a real shame, <laughs> because Nathan wins it every single year, And always boasts at how he does well at beating me. Well, not this year, my friend. No, not this year indeed. After the first month, Nathan is way, way behind. So, let's go with us uh, first. In uh, fifth place in the Mansfield Matters podcast predictions table, after one month, it's Clive on five points. In fourth place also on five points, it's Alan Wilson. In third place, also on five points, is Cam Felton. In second place, on seven points, is Nathan Edge. And in first place, leading the way, it's me! So we're ending the competition now. That's it. There's no more podcast (laughs) predictions. How many points have you got then, Craig? You tell us how many points you'd got. Nine. I'm on nine points so far. So... Um, I am uh, ending the, the the competition now, and I'm going to take my uh, my bragging rights um, in the uh, overall table um, of people that have got uh, involved so far. Uh, there are a few people that have got involved that are yet to score, um, and then there were there are quite a lot of people on ones, twos, three. So I'm going to go um, sort of with sort of the top five, top six. So uh, let me count this down so one two three four uh, okay so I'm going to go uh, from just below 10th place so Clive on five points I'm doing everybody that's on five points upwards. so it goes Clive uh, Stephen Yule Cam Felton Roger King Cathy Holmes uh, David Shetlife uh, Alan Wilson Adam Crump all on five points uh, in joint fourth place it's Steve Naden and Nick Felton in third place it's Nathan on seven in second place. It's our Norwegian stag Stian Nushford uh, on wow. eight points and this leading the way at the saying. top of the table. It was, I'm not doing it again. Uh, leading the way at the top of the table, it's me so podcast predictions is over again um, and we're cancelling the vote um, there and then so it's uh, there you go Can we give uh, you a nick... round of applause now yeah that's it uh, nick by the way you are in 22nd place with one point so far
4: so uh... one one game one point i'll tell you that yeah,
3: exactly so there you go uh, what you need to do is you need to do it on a more regular basis then you might shoot your way up the table so there you go uh, and we'll give you the opportunity to kick off the predictions for the Man City under-21s game. Now, last time out in the Carabao Cup against Derby, I added in the penalty shooter extra time thing. There was no extra time, and I definitely know there's no extra time against Derby. So, it's win, draw, lose. If you predict a draw, you must then predict whether Stags will win on penalties for a Johnson's Paint trophy, slash Papa John's trophy, bonus point, bonus point. Or if... Um, Man City will win on penalties so if you predict a draw over 90 minutes you've got to predict the penalty shootout result so uh, Nick as you're the guest tonight I'm going to let you go first outcome scoreline and uh, golden
4: goal time please 4-2 23rd minute is that a win it is indeed I'm going optimistic this time. I went for a 3-1 defeat I think last time I'm going for I'm going for a 4-2 win 4-2 win, 23rd minute. Yeah. Uh, but let's go in order
3: of uh, people in the uh, the table then from bottom to top. So, Clive,
2: uh, you're up next. 7-3 win, <laughs>
4: third minute. It's got to be to get 10 goals in. You've got to start early, <laughs> haven't you?
3: <laughs> you all right? Were you you asked a question.
2: Three? I gave you the answer. I <laughs> had
1: to take some strap saws with me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Were you out in the sun too long yesterday? I was actually. 7-3. Alan's
4: going Alan's to need backup.
3: Third minute. <laughs> Tell you what, if you get that, I'll give you all my points. You can have them all. <laughs> and you earned that first year. <laughs> I'll edit it out on the edited version. It's fine. Um, Alan, you're next.
1: Mansell Town 3, Manchester City, under 21, stroke
3: 23 is 1. 18th minute. Okay, uh, then it's going to come to me next. Um, it's going to go one or two ways. Now, the reason I'm top of the league, by the way, is because pessimist Craig has yeah. shone through this season. <laughs> I predicted a 2-1 defeat yesterday, and you know, that's what shot me to the top of the table. Um, I am going to go for Tuesday night's game. I am going to go for a win, and I think we're going to win uh four two and we're going to score in the first goal will be scored in the mm, seventh minute there you go Uh, if you want to get involved with podcast predictions uh use the link in the description you must do it an hour and a minute before kickoff aka before the team news comes out um And for this game only and for all um, Papa John's Trophy games, if you predict a draw, you must also predict for a bonus point the outcome of a penalty shootout. If it does go to penalties, little tip for you, if you select draw, select that Manchester City will win because we haven't won on penalties since 2013. Uh, Anyway, uh, we will get over that one day. We will get over that one day. Uh, Nick, as always, thanks uh, so much for your time. uh, Second appearance on the podcast. Uh, I think we should end how we've started out of the shirts that you've got on display in fact no um uh, we'll come to that in a second since we last saw you what shirts have you added to your collection which you can oh, either te- te- which you can either I, tease us about if you've not shared them
4: yet or, I haven't, shared yet or un- them. Shared. I haven't shared them I've got a couple that I can't share because the I've I've got them recently and, I, and and I've said to the people I don't I don't normally stick them on straight away to be fair um but I've got Stephen Quinn from last season um, which I haven't got behind me. I've got this absolute gem of a Conrad Logan playoffs. It says playoffs there somewhere. Um, wow. I was quite, I, I like to get a set. So that's it's covered in mud down the sleeve. So that was the Newport home and away playoff match-worn goalkeeper shirt. And then you've got the away leg match-worn um, shirt. And then I've managed to get... I've got the home one, Ben Turner. That's playoffs ah. as well. So I managed to get all three, which I'm quite pleased about. Um, I've got a Bobby Lesnick, two... No, I've got one Bobby Lesnick and another Marek Steck one since we last spoke, which is a poppy shirt. And I don't think I don't, oh, the poker one was new as well. So I've got a few, to be honest. I've got a bit rogue. I've, had say, I've got six this week. I have, I, have told, I have told the wife that we are moving out soon and I will stop. But I was meeting someone outside the red this morning, picking another one up at 8.30 this morning. It's, it's <laughs> like a really bad drug habit. I think if the police pulled up and saw two cars exchanging cash and a, and a, and a, and a small bag, and then if you opened it, <laughs> opened it up, and it was a, um, you know, a Godfrey Poku shirt, um, you know, You're but, just a yeah, junkie. So, uh, admit I it. am a little bit. I can't say no. People send me ones, and I go, oh, I could have that. I've, I've got four of one shirt now. It just gets a bit. I need, yeah. So I've, I've feel, got quite a few. Feel free few. to
3: say no to this question, or be vague with the answer, vaguish with yeah. the answer. What's the most you've paid for a shirt? Um all right l- let me put it another way so I mean, if just yeah. in case you, just in case your wife is nearby what's
4: the most yeah.
3: that you've paid for the shirt
4: that 15, she knows 15, about 15 quid um I, I the um to be honest they're all around about the same price to be honest, i've i've paid a few hundred for a bundle of shirts from um a certain ex player and that was probably the most but i i know of shirts that i mean the ebay's mad at the minute if you look at prices on ebay you you know I think I could buy my new house just out of selling what's on that rack behind me. But it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Someone's got <laughs> to want to pay it. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it depends where you get it from. Some people just aren't doing it for the money and some want the money for it. It, it all depends. But, um, yeah, they're not cheap. It's, it's only going up at the minute. It's like gas. It's going up.
3: <laughs> so, energy crisis, buying match-worn shirts, real quandary
2: for you. I mean, to well, be not fair... not really, you- because if it gets really cold, turn the heating off and wear all the shirts.
4: There that's you go. What, maybe Especially the '90s like ones. Yeah. Have you seen how big like that? That is huge. Look how big that is? That supposed to be a medium. <laughs> that's never a medium. That is a medium. It says medium. It's definitely a medium. Yeah, it's a medium. Thirty-eight. It's huge. You can say M on
2: it. M for medium.
4: No, it's thirty-eight. I think that's a medium, isn't it? Thirty-eight inch. Is that a medium? Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, I think it is. And then you've got that one that that's supposed to be a medium, and that's quite clearly time not so that's gonna have to that's gonna have to be one of the under in the winter that one clive <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll I save i'll save one of my andy white shirts that i've got that will be the last one i wear because when
0: massive.
3: when we do our christmas event coming soon uh we will get you there as a guest of honor and we'll uh challenge you to bring a box of shirts and see how many shirts you can get on <laughs> <has just> <laughs> <honesty laughs> like layer them up nice kits lay them up lay them up um I have been un- inundated on the Mansfield Matters pages with messages <laughs> of links to shirts. I've sent you a few, as you know. You have. Um, and I've had people talking to me as well um, about, do you think you'd like this shirt? Do you think you'd like that shirt? What type of shirt are you looking for specifically so I can direct all these questions and people, direct to your Twitter account, which has got a lovely new logo, by the way.
4: I know. I wonder, yeah, I, uh, you should take a commission on that, Craig, to be honest. <laughs> you, should, you should certainly take payment. It's <laughs> a good offer took me two um, minutes. Yeah, it's uh, to be honest, any, any match one, I always, I always take a look at, always. Um, I'm starting on the weird road to goal. I've got a spreadsheet. I've got a spreadsheet for anything. Anyone who knows me from work will know I've got a spreadsheet. And I started looking at the, on Stag's net, they've got a wonderful archive of old team pictures, um, a fantastic coloured archive up to, you know, you're talking, they, they go way back. And I started zooming in on the goalkeeper shirts. So now I've cropped every goalkeeper back to about the 60s in colour. On a spreadsheet, I'm starting to look for them, but they're, they're just some wild 90s goalkeeper shirts. I'm after, but to be honest, I'm having a real push for 90s. So, if anyone's got anything 90s, when did we, we start putting,
2: when did we start putting names on shirts?
4: Um, it was late, you're talking late 90s, 90. I'd say I've got a 99 with Alistair Asher on the back, and then I've got a 97 that's got just the number, so it's because I mean, going back there, to the
2: 60s, I mean. Even the big teams, they did—they had a number on the shirt at the back.
4: Yeah, I'd now say it, 90s, late 90s. I
2: mean, I mean the, the, you know, Manchester United when they won the European Cup in the, in the 60s, their their shirt was plain. There's nothing on yeah. it apart from a number. Yeah, I mean, It can't exactly. be as interesting for a, for a, you know a lunatic like you when there's nothing on the shirt to uh, identify it
4: visually. Yeah, yeah the, it's they're the, the, the difficult. The older, I've spoke to a few ex-players um, from the 70s and 80s, and they just weren't allowed to keep their shirts, so they are very rare. Because they just they didn't work. Well, I had to keep them. Um no. and I think some of them had same shirt all own season thing. as well. Yeah, and they'd have to stitch their own back up if they had a hole in it. It's that sort of uh, era, you know. Whereas now, they, you know, I, I don't think Mansfield would get two a game, but I know the Premier League players have two per half. It's you know, or they they have available per uh, half. It's uh, didn't Harbottle
1: have two the other day when he, he had to take one off and bought the other one back on at home? I think there are always. Uh, how about yeah,
4: you? someone caught um, that. I saw that. I witnessed that. My first thing, my dad looked at me and went, "You should get that." So, <laughs> yeah. it, it would literally it wouldn't even sit on the mannequin. It would just fall off. <laughs> so he did throw it in the crowd. The kit man, I saw Kieran threw it in the crowd behind the dugout. So somebody's got it. All somewhere. right. Somebody caught it. He didn't. Put what it in what was wrong with it? it? What was wrong it, it? It literally split across here, and it was hanging off. So it was attached here, and then it looked like he'd been attacked by a shark. Um, I didn't, I didn't know why he took it
1: off, but I do know it said Harbottle on the back six. You know, his second one. Yeah, so, he did. Normally, it's just a shirt that, with the number, it they don't have the name on.
4: It's the first thing I said, Alan, when I was sat there. I said, "Oh, that's interesting," because normally it's, the blood shirt has got no. Um, yeah, has got no name on it, but but this one had his name and number. But yes, yeah, so he did throw it in the crowd. So if you're out there with half a Harbottle shirt, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me know. Brilliant.
0: Well,
3: there we go. Well, I'll put you in touch with uh, someone who's got a Half a heel. Harbottle
2: shirt. <laughs> and, uh, is that a shirt off of half of a bottle?
4: It sounds like half a bottle. That could be his dad. Um, but yeah. Arthur, yeah. Somebody has got half of one. Thank you, Craig. Good, would appreciate that.
3: No problem. And uh, like I said, there is a, a random Paul Black one. So it'd be interesting to see uh, how many appearances he has made. So I'll put you in touch with them. Uh, and we'll definitely have you back on uh, in the future, thanks so much, Thank as always, for your, your contribution again. Just remind people where they can find you on social media to see all of this, because there are two Twitter accounts out there and uh, uh, with, that do similar things. Just remind people which one is the official one, the one which is worth the most money, and no doubt will take two lorries just to move
4: all of your shirts when you move house. Um, so I'm uh, at MTFC Shirts on Twitter and at Mansfield Town Shirts on Instagram. Um, I've just done a quick fact check on Paul Black. Apparently, he just came on as an FA Cup substitute. So oh. that is that is that that that's up there, isn't it? That's yeah. up there with James Alibi. That one.
3: Oh dear.
4: He scored at the weekend, by the way, for Salisbury. Oh, I I've He heard was playing it. for. he was playing for. He was playing for someone. Oh. He got sent off after about thirty minutes, didn't he?
1: I know he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. I remember yeah. that. So if he's got a match shirt, yeah, he was, was. It wasn't was very well worn. Because it's yeah. got about 30 minutes worth of air time to it, and that's it.
3: <laughs> it's pro- the, the only dirt it's got on, it, got on it is from the dressing room floor when he took it off in anger and threw it after being sent off. Well, the blood there, of the yeah.
4: opponent at the elbow. Nick, as
3: I said the yeah. last
2: time you came on, the real collector's item's got to be a naughty shirt. Uh,
4: yeah, I still have nothing to turn did Somebody set a task to find an Amari Sterling James shirt, and I have located one. That, I just was that Nathan it. Edge? It was. was. I didn't take it. And I, when I saw it, I thought, I'm, I'm not having this particular one, but I know that Nathan will be greatly disappointed. But no, no Naughty shirt so far. Sorry, Clive. I'll get you on about... frame. It'll be behind you in the next one. Clive, <laughs> I'll
3: I'll bring, I'll. bring you on on Tuesday night. It's a bin bag. Um, I think if you do manage to find an Amari one, we were talking about you know players that have played very few games. He's got to have the record for being at the club for the most amount of time and probably playing less than double figures. What a play! What a guy! What a guy! So there you go. Uh, make sure you go and give Nick a follow. And if you've got any shirts, please send them Nick's way and not mine. I'm not his agent. I don't take a commission. Although
0: maybe sure? I should. Maybe maybe I maybe, should. Maybe you should
4: just, just pay ten percent of the shirt because I don't sell them. So you'd have to. You'd have, your commission would have to be paying ten percent. Yeah. Well. I'm already screwed. I'm already screwed. So there you go. <laughs> uh,
3: Mr. Wilson, thanks so much for jumping on. Uh, no I know problem. you got back like two minutes before we started the podcast. Much appreciated. Cam, wherever you are, I'm coming to your house tomorrow. So either I will punch you in the face or sort your Wi-Fi out for you. Clive, thanks for not taking any pictures of me asleep uh, on the Sutton away game. However, you didn't or get me so ice- you think. Now, if you did <laughs> oh. Oh. and didn't get me an ice cream, there's going to be trouble. We'll have words on Tuesday when I bring you the uh, Richard Narty shirt, which, of course, (laughs) is a bin bag. Another podcast complete. Do I mean podcast or do I mean rantcast? Well, you can make your own judgments on that. Thanks, as always, to the Mansfield Matters podcast panel and to you guys for listening at home. If you listen to the live version of this, great, fantastic, brilliant. If you listen to the audio version of this, Come and get involved. Make sure you follow us on social media at MTFC Matters on Twitter and search for Mansfield Matters on Facebook and we'll let you know when we're next going to be live. We'll try and sneak one in the week if we can after the Manchester City under-23s game. If not, it'll be after the Doncaster game on Saturday. And of course, talking of the Manchester City under-23s game and the Doncaster game, that brings me nicely to podcast predictions. Don't forget to get involved via the link in the description Hopefully all the explanations about different rules and point scoring will have been said in the show. If not, check out our social media. Right, I'm off to have a lie down because I still feel all ranty and all annoyed. We just need to win on the road and then I'll be absolutely fine. It's never easy being a stags fan, is it? Until next time, goodbye.